0: In the next 60 minutes here on Newsnight, Electoral Commission warns countries democracy is facing a major risk as accuses political parties of working to part the voters' register with minors.
1: Political party officials and members of political parties are also entreated to stop the practice of persuading people who are unqualified and ineligible, such as minors, from taking part in the registration exercise.
0: Details as the Commission continues its onslaught on the guarantor system, arguing it has lost its relevance.
1: The electoral commission believes that the guarantor system has outlived its usefulness and we are convinced that the time is right for a system that every registrant is identified on its own merit.
0: Uh, More on that here on Newsnight also. Uh, Tonight we'll tell you why the CDD is still concerned about their recent appointments to the Electoral Commission because of the perception and concerns over... The political affiliation of some of these appointees
2: appeal for for them to resign yes i think that appeal remains if we allow that to fester if somebody else comes and says i'm appointing my propaganda secretary or whatever to join the electoral commission can we say anything we can
0: more as kodeo proposes legal reforms to the electoral processes to safeguard the credibility of the electoral commission also tonight, Minority in Parliament demands a refund of what it describes as illegal dialysis fees charged by Colibu Teaching Hospital. As it says, every district hospital should at least have one dialysis machine. You want to stay with us for that? We'll bring you details as Colibu, A CEO serves notice of opening investigations into the matter as he accuses the head of the renal Dialysis Center of increasing prices without approval. We we buy
3: these uh, items in news, so definitely maybe if you just look at the exchange rate the load, that would necessitate some adjustment in the uh, you know in the prices.
4: Plus
0: views from persons living with kidney conditions.
5: So I have to beg before I get money for my weekly dialysis at this private facility
6: in business commercial banks move to allow more movable assets to be used as
7: collateral for loans and in sports, Kumasiya Santukotoko maintained confidence in coach Kwasiapir's chances of being elected onto the Ghana Football Association's executive council despite his appointment as head coach of Sudan National Team.
0: Uh, we have all the details for you here on Night. Send me a WhatsApp at 11 And we start from the Electoral Commission, where they've been addressing a news conference today. The commission has issued a stern warning to political parties to immediately stop busing minors to register as voters. The commission says it has noted a worrying trend where so many persons below the age of 18 are registering in the ongoing exercise. The EC says this led to 7,561 challenge cases before it according to the deputy chairperson of the ec dr bosman Asari, parents must also ensure that their children who are not 18 years old do not attempt to register
1: we would like to use this opportunity to entreat parents to dissuade their awards who are less than 18 years old to, to be coerced by anyone to assume a new age and register as a voter because they may find themselves on the wrong side of the law Political party officials and members of political parties are also entreated to stop the practice of persuading people who are unqualified and ineligible, such as minors, from taking part in the registration exercise. We have noticed that the minors and foreigners have taken advantage of the guarantor system with the support of some members of political parties. As our key stakeholders, we expect the political parties to support us to ensure the voter's register is credible because if there are people who benefit from a credible voter's register, we strongly believe the political parties will be one of the main beneficiaries. We are stressing on this because we continue to hear of reports from our officers on the ground and see pictures, videos from the districts of minors and other unqualified persons taking part in the registration exercise. We believe this must stop and the parties, the media, CSOs. all of us must support the electoral commission to ensure the lane and the passage of our new proposed ci
0: and quick wasante joins me in the studio uh, you are the press conference today the ec came with evidence mm. pictures of these individuals they say are minors, but the question is do they provide any verification of that because in going beyond the pictures you have to establish if indeed they're below
8: 18. Well, oh, no, the, the EC did not provide any such evidence. I asked Dr. Bosman directly that these are persons who may look that, like they are actually not 18 years, but what shows that they may not be 18 years? According to Dr. Bosman, anthropological evidence can show that if you look at someone, they may not be a certain age that they claim to be, and that is why they are going to utilize the challenge system to ensure that all these persons are taken out of the role.
1: The anthropology will tell you, when you go to every country, if you live in Korea, the Koreans, they know how they grow. So we live in our, in our part of the world. We know how our people grow. So if uh, the one who has the question comes to me and says he's 12 years old, I will doubt him. Because I, I, I've never seen, about 99% of the time, you will never see anyone who is a practicing journalist who is 12 years old. So I think we know how our people, we are in our countries. And thus, when you talk to the anthropologists, they will tell you. So I think. We need to look at it from that angle. And I think the IPAC, The question on the IPAC, I think uh, this is a forum for registration, for registration. So this is not the forum for that. I think somebody was saying there was a question on uh, the guarantor system, uh, people, 63.14% have used the guarantor system. Let's, let's go back. In 2021, we did the registration out of the 17,027,000 people who registered in 2020, about 61% of them, they registered with the Ghana Card. About 61% of them. That's more than 10 million. The figure was 10,259,000. This was 2020. They registered with the Ghana Card. At the time, the Ghana Card numbers, I'm not sure if they had done even 12 billion. But we had about 60%. So, fast forward. Preliminarily, we will say that there are a lot of factors why people are bringing the, uh, the, the Ghana card, uh, the, the, people are using the guarantor system, which we need to get into it. But clearly, it's possible some people may not be qualified. And because they are not qualified, they are, they are hiding under the cloak of the guarantor system to be able to get onto the register. For example, the video and the pictures we showed to you, all those people per the information at our disposal, they were coming through the guarantor system. And you saw them with some papers. Did you see that their edges had been written on those papers for them?
0: and then this circles back to the CI question and the exclusion of the guarantor system in it but we have the uh, use of the Ghana card as a sole document the EC was reiterating this point today
8: yes asked dr. Bosman about the high number of people who are using the guarantor system to register he believes that the system is inherently flawed and that is why Parliament must come around and pass this new CI for them they are hoping that when the house resumes in October they are going to put that CI back before the house and this time around
1: they expect that it will go through. The Electoral Commission believes that the guarantor system has outlived its usefulness and we are convinced that the time is right for a system that every registrant is identified on its own merit rather than another person vouching for the age and nationality of that person. We need to have the Ghana card. We shows the, the ages, the nationalities of the applicants and these, are, these people appeared at our registration centers to go and register as people who are 18 and they qualify to vote. So when you hear the Electoral Commission talking about the new CI, we want to ensure that those who are minors and those who are not Ghanaians do not take part in our uh, voters registration exercise. When you turn 18, then you join us, then you can also register as a voter.
0: But well, we know that the NIA have had, have had some challenges. Mm. Today, there was an appeal from the EC.
1: Yes, according to Dr. Boss Asari,
8: it appears that is what is holding Parliament from letting its CI go through. And so they are issuing out an urgent appeal to government to release enough funds to the NIA to cover as many people as they can so that that argument that is because people do not have the Ghana card, that
1: is why they can't use it, will be defeated. We we'll would like to use this opportunity to especially urge the government as a matter of urgency to provide the necessary support to the National Identification Authority to register all qualified persons ahead of the registration exercise next year. As Ghanaians, we have the responsibility to protect our democracy. The Electoral Commission strongly believes that having a voter register with only qualified persons is very central to protecting the country's democracy. We will carry out our registration exercise in our district offices and selected electoral areas next year. And we anticipate that all qualified applicants who have their Ghana cards to present as evidence of their ages and nationality.
0: Well, joining us right now is the Deputy General Secretary of the NDC, Mustafa Gbande, also joining us as Deputy General Secretary of the Governing MPP. Uh, Haruna Mohammed, Uh, Mr. Gbeni, let me start with you. Let's start with this uh, issue around the minors registering their numbers. 7,000 challenge forms have been filled already. The EC is worried that the political parties, you are complicit in this, basing minors to these registration centres for them to get onto the voters' register. Do you accept responsibility for what is happening? you accept that uh, you are as complicit as the EC says? Thank you very much, Ivan. First of all, I think that is an alarmist
9: assessment of the issues because when a national exercise is ongoing and we have put systems in place to check errors, uh, to check, you know, issues that would be ills of the system and that is running naturally, you don't go accusing political parties when your own officials are the ones administering the process and you yourself have stated that a lot of people have been challenged. They have been challenged because of suspicion of one thing or the other. You have seen MPP people challenging NDC people as they suspect. NDC people challenging MP. So how do you come out to accuse political parties when the system is running naturally? I think that EC is caught up in reducing the excellence of the whole registration exercise to come fast for the passage of a law. By so doing, they must take the route of making unfounded allegations against political party. Then DC de- associate itself from that accusation. We have no bars minus. We have no involved in bars in minus. We believe that the procedures, when you walk to the registration center, you will be taken through a process. And that process is by law enough to be able to detect. The EC is now examining age by the mere watch look of pictures. That is quite preposterous. You don't use a picture to assess somebody's age. But that, that's because why in this but, modern day, you don't go and take pictures without even telling Ghanaians where you got those pictures from, and jump into conclusion
0: accusing political parties that you are resting of base mining. But, 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 but That is why the EC is one enforcing and wants to get the CI pass. So you have the Ghana Card as you saw, uh, document. Because, because that, the that, that GI, then becomes the Ghana then becomes Card a very system good itself, of has out a provision of provision
9: that you will use. the the guarantor system, the same requirement, the same process that you go through, that is what you have to go through to get the the Ghana card. The same Ghana card. So we should go and remove the guarantor system from the Ghana card. Invalidate all the Ghana cards that we have. Then we can be having a conversation. Other than that, I believe that the system purges itself to the extent that political parties have representatives at registration centers. The electoral commission has put its officers there. All the people who have been challenged by law are required to justify why they should be registered in accordance with Article 42. The Otherwise, the problem, they will not
0: be registered. The problem is the seven thousand five hundred. That's what you've picked up. That's what the easiest money to pick up, right? What about what you don't know? What is actually getting onto the register in places that you possibly may not have many vigilant agents on the ground? Isn't that the concern, really? Evan, I do not think that. EC, the fact that we have had a registration
9: process, don't you know that before this process, EC have virtually failed to engage NCA to educate the public? And so if you have young men and women out of a certain frustration, even though they may not have gotten the age, or they have the age but don't have the documents, find themselves at a registration centre and they are being challenged to bring their documents. You go and jump in the public to say that political parties are registering minors, they should discard the guarantor system. When your own data, 54% suggest that the people who are registering do not have Ghana cars and that they are relying on the guarantor system. How do you invalidate the guarantor system? Mm,
0: stay, Stay with me. Let me bring in the Deputy General Secretary of the MPP. Uh, Haruna Mohammed, do you accept responsibility for all the uh, yes. seven thousand five hundred Um
9: I, I, I am very surprised that the NDC is defending the issue of this minors that the Electoral Commission has identified uh, to have been on the register. Uh, very very surprised. And on the other hand. You know, I monitored the exercise from the north. Uh, your sister TV station was interviewing people at the registration center in Tamali. And completely one of them just said that she is 14 years, she had been here, and then she has not been registered for a longer period of time than she has been at the center. This was captured on radio, national television, and it was the NDC agents. Who were defending the registration of these minors at the center? I have several other examples to say. So I'm not surprised. Mutapa Bande is on other side, defending the issue of minors registering onto the electoral rule of Ghana. For us as a political party, we are law abiding. We have stated it. The vice president has stated it. The general secretary has stated it. The national chairman has stated it. The national organizers have stated this fact. We are not going to accept the issue of registration of minors. This is clearly stated in Ghana's constitution that if you don't attain the age of 18, you should not be registered. And we are going to support this particular process. I am happy that the Electoral Commission is talking about a number of people being challenged. I hope that these minors will be the chunk of that. Our brothers in the NDC know that all the problems that we have had with this registration, slow space of network, uh, uh, slow pace of registration of people, is as a resource of a grantor system. For us, let's have a robust system. If you look at the trajectory, the contribution of MPP in the electoral system in Ghana, right from the days we wrote the stolen verdict, we have changed the, 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 the spectrum of politics in Ghana. We don't allow must be frowned on illegality, and that is exactly that we support. We want to see how the Central Commission will make this fact bear so that we can all interrogate this matter to make sure that the future leaders of this country, the youth, the little kids, that has been forced to go and register just because some political party is desperate to get political
0: governance in this country. Well, you accuse you accuse the NDC, but 7,500, the common knowledge out there is that both parties are guilty of this. What I know is that the NDP doesn't support the registration of minors. And I will not
9: defend the registration of minors. NDC choose to defend the registration of minors. And that is going to stick to the integrity of the voter rule. And I see that they want to endanger the future of the people, the children, the future of people's children, where they will not allow their own children to go and register. And that is what is
0: very painful to us at the political party. Mr. Mohamed, thank you very much. Moussa Bande, uh, grateful also. Uh, let's stay with this and let's go to the Shanti region where political parties in the uh, so Sawase constituency continue to flout regulations of the Electoral Commission, barring the use of chairs and stones to queue in the ongoing limited voter registration exercise. The act has resulted in confrontations among Applicants and other interest groups, especially the political parties themselves, the Jima visited the registration centre and filed this report.
10: Some applicants in the limited voter registration exercise have had to compete with political party agents who use stones and seats in queuing for their prospective electorates. This situation that breeds chaos was banned by the Askumamba Municipal Security Council in ensuring a violent free process, women's organizer of the NPP, Umaira Ilyasu, speaks about an agreement reached between the parties.
5: When we went for the IPAC meeting, we, we was asked to come and tell our members not to come and form a queue during the night, because I can remember quite the last four years. That was the main reason why.
10: Involved in the arrangement will not grant a recorded interview. They say the seats will be taken by applicants who sleep overnight at the registration centre. <laughs> Joy News checks through the night revealed the seats were taken early morning by applicants who are believed to be sponsored to participate in the process. Asawase MP Muntaka Mubara, who visited the center, is worried many will not be able to register within the period.
2: If you look at the number of people that are in the queue, nobody. I don't need an Indian to tell me. By the course of the day, they will not be able to finish with all of them. Now they have to go and come back. Look at the cost of transport, the movement. The
10: NPP has expressed satisfaction with the process, despite the breach in regulations.
11: I can say that this is the first time you come to the registration sector, and as a that you see everything is calm. Both political parties,
10: however, expect the Electoral Commission and the Municipal Security Council to ensure they
0: keep to the rules. Well, I still... On the subject of elections and voting, the CDD has renewed calls for the removal of two newly appointed members uh, to the Electoral Commission's Governing Board, speaking at the roundtable discussion that assessed election-related activities in 2023 this year and its implications on the 2024 elections. The Director of Advocacy and Policy Engagement at the CDD, Kujasante, asked the Council of State to reconsider its position to do nothing about the controversial appointments. The, the,
2: yeah, I mean, the appeal for, for them to resign. Yes, I think that appeal remains. Because, I, I I mean, how how do you resolve this matter? Do we, if we keep quiet and we say, oh, okay, yes, uh, you can appoint somebody who is obviously, you know, an active partisan person onto the Electoral Commission. The person who, even if you are not an active party person or you are not a party person, because that person is there, they taint the electoral commission. If we allow that to fester, if somebody else comes and says, I'm appointing my propaganda secretary or whatever to join the electoral commission, can we say anything? We can So we really, this door should not, not we shouldn't allow it to open and make it a precedent.
0: Well, Senior Fellow with Kodeo, Ambassador Francis Chagai is calling on the Electoral Commission to institute a timely and transparent process uh, for the publication of detailed coalition centres and election
4: results. Making the Electoral Commission institute a timely and transparent process for the publication of detailed polling station and coalition centre results on the Electoral Commission's website ahead of the declaration of results of presidential elections. Three, getting the Judicial Service of Ghana to amend PNDC Law 284 to provide a shorter timeline for adjudicating parliamentary election petitions at the High Courts and Court of Appeal. Four, getting an enhanced affirmative action law that prescribes at least a 30% quota for women in governance and decision-making positions. And five, but not the last, get electoral stakeholders to cooperate to combat the vote buying and misuse of incumbent status that are driving up the cost of politics and endangering the stability of our democracy. It's so live here on Newsnight. It's on Joy
0: 99.7 FM. All tonight, the minority in parliament is demanding the immediate refund of what it describes as illegal dialysis fees charged by the Colibu Teaching Hospital. In a statement signed by the ranking member on the health committee, Kwaubenaminti Akando, he says although this may not be enough compensation to patients who may have suffered needlessly from the hospital's earlier decisions, refunds uh, in terms of uh, cash or an offer to provide dialysis services to offset the uh, difference between the original uh, and and what they've already uh, been charged uh, will be. Uh, absolutely useful. Now we will get details of the statement shortly but first Max has been speaking to some persons with kidney conditions who raise concerns about the hospital's published uh, fee increase and joins us in the studio right now. Uh, Maxwell. First, tell us about the story of this 54 year old woman with a kidney condition you've been talking to.
11: So um, her name is Georgina Pia and she sells fish at the Tema Harbour. Now she cannot do that because of um, her condition <laughs> And she's been crying since she heard the news about the um, increase of from 380 cities to 765 cities.
5: I started getting the symptoms of a kidney condition when my daughter was in the first year of university. Even getting food to eat is difficult. I have to beg before I eat. My mother who used to support me too is also blind now. I don't have any helper. I used to sell fish at the fishing harbor and used to get support for my friends but not anymore. You know the harsh economic conditions now so I have to beg before I get money for my weekly dialysis at this private facility.
12: know <laughs> I. I'm not and No, I'm to once a week. i
0: you've also been speaking to her daughter what did she tell you well she's
11: a 26 year old Um, she's unemployed she said many times you have to beg for money sometimes on her whatsapp status and on social media just to gather enough money to take her mother um, to a private facility for dialysis treatments twice a week
13: so now we didn't get an official information from the hospital patients this and this is why the place is closed down We had to write, we wrote a letter to them, but we didn't get a reply. We had to do a few follow-ups, but we didn't get concrete reasons why the place was closed down. So later we were hearing that um, the consumables, they didn't have consumables to work with. And so that was the reason why they couldn't um, open the place. But we wish that at least that could have been communicated earlier. Because when they closed in May, we were there, I think about a month later, or it didn't even get to a month. Then you are there and then one person's picture will be sent. So so and so has died, couldn't get money to dialize continuously because I think kolebu was the cheapest place, 380 cities at that time, other facilities were taking 500, 550 at that time and so moving from kolebu no source of income and then you are supposed to wait 550 twice a week or three times a week. Most patients couldn't get it. So we've actually lost a lot of patients, both young and old. But the one I can count right now is about 12 patients mm-hmm. since Kulebu. Um, should be shut down. Yeah, Mr. Frank, may his soul rest in peace. He left, he left um, a three-year-old child, no, seven-year-old child behind. He couldn't pay. He couldn't get money to do it continuously. And so eventually... He was home, and then his wife woke up and called us one morning that he couldn't wake up again. We had lost him. So I um, woke up at dawn to pee, and then I took my phone, and I, I saw it on Snapchat that one um, influencer had posted that cost of Kolibu had been increased, and it was a big blow to me because bringing my mom to this private facility, 400, 460 CDs twice a week, I don't even get it. So it's once a week I get to my mom. I'll call church members, I'll call friends, and then they'll contribute and I'll bring her. And so we're really hopeful that Kolebu will open and then ease our troubles a little. And then I wake up at dawn and I see... the prices being shut up to... 765. The first question I I was asking myself is if um, government sector is charging this amount it's just a matter of time before the private um, facilities that we are currently patronising also increase their prices.
0: Well, today we've been hearing uh, from the Kolebu Teaching Hospital. The chief executive officer himself, uh, Dr. Pokuwari, has been talking uh, on the Super Morning Show and says the head of the renal Dialysis Centre increased the cost of dialysis without the approval of management or parliament. Uh, Maxwell, the minority... They have a statement out today on the same subject.
11: Exactly, Evans. Um, So the Managing Parliament is demanding that with immediate effect the Teaching Hospital refunds the excess illegal fees it levied on dialysis patients at the outpatient department of its renal unit. It says although this may not be enough compensation to patients who may have suffered needlessly from the hospital's earlier decision, refunds in terms of cash or an offer to provide dialysis services to offset the difference between the original and adjusted prices is the right thing to do and will go a long way to demonstrate to patients that the hospital is sensitive to their plight and is willing to do right
0: um, by them. Okay. Uh, we'll hear from the minority in parliament on this subject pretty shortly, but listen to the clarity uh, that we got from the Chief Executive Office of the Kolibu Teaching Hospital today.
3: And so there's a process for approval of any proposed uh, hikes in fees which is that the unit in question would make a proposal looking at their input costs. And this will come to management, and then we we'll go to a process where we uh, look at the justification for the uh, proposed increases, you know, and then we we'll also look at other issues like, you know, patients that need to pay, and we engage other stakeholders before we then, um, through, I mean, uh, the, the review proposal would then be passed on to the Ministry of Health and then to Parliament for approval because as a public health institution we cannot just uh, arbitrary increase fees, so that's the process. Mm-hmm. And so the facts are that this is a proposal that was still at the department level, had not even come up to central management. But unfortunately, there was a jumping of the gun, and a notice was put up. Which of course, in, the, in these days of social media, it even went viral before. I mean, uh, and then uh, that, that's that's where we are. But the fact is that it hadn't come to a level where even management had even considered and reviewed it. But, and that is what we are doing at the moment.
9: So so what, what you are actually confirming to us is that the head of the unit who put up that uh, post did was not authorized to do so.
3: Uh, that would be correct. And uh, as, I said, as I said, there was a jump in the gun, but would, that will be
9: dealt with administratively. How exactly are you going to deal with that administratively? Because this has caused quite some uproar across the country.
3: Yes, so, you did that would, 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 uh, you have a third place which would, would, would go through. Uh,
13: but, Doc, what, what are the facts of, of, of the matter in terms of what, uh, uh Salifu said to join News, uh, okay. by way of justification? Uh, there are some yes. taxes that have been, been taken out. Uh,
3: Government uh, yes. is no yes. longer. so, so, so that was also, uh, an, uh, more or less a misrepresentation of the facts. What happens is that, um, these items are usually shipped in from abroad, and so, once the bid of living is received, we have a process that we go through to the Ministry of Finance, to the Ministry of Health, to get a waiver of the taxes and duties on the goods. But then, even these taxes and duties are not the main component of the cost because they're just, a, I mean, a, a small, uh, a, you know, fraction of the the cost or input cost. And so, usually, we have that leeway. But in this particular instance. What happened was that there, there had been some contractual issues with the supplier, and so whilst we engaged in the in the, in the trying to refine the contract and uh, iron out the the you know the areas of misunderstanding, there was uh, some shortage of medical consumables, so we had to more or less cut back on the service a bit, and so that we can focus on the in-patients and emergencies, and then we asked the. Um, Outpatients to utilise the other uh, services in the in the city. Whilst we get this sorted, and so when this was sorted out, they good, uh, the good the the consumer was airlifted in, and so we wanted to clear them quickly. So we didn't assess the waiver spend because it was going to take time, and then if we did that, we we're going to incur demerit. So we were, we looked at the cost benefits that if we incurred uh, the demerit, the demerit. That we're going to pay was actually going to offset whatever advantage we're going to get from the waiver. So the management decided to absorb the cost. So this is the information that uh, has been kind of treated as a draw of the waiver.
0: So what happens now? Uh, I want to bring in the minority spokesperson on health. He's a ranking on that committee in Parliament and joins us right now. Kabbalah uh, Minta Kando, thank you for your time here on Newsnight. You just had the chief executive of Kolebu explain that so th- the cost that was announced isn't one that has been approved, not by yourselves in Parliament and not by Kolebu's management either. Does that uh, address a problem for you? Is that sufficient? Am I speaking to Evans? Yes, please. And before the signed by, you say
9: we're going to listen to clarity. Don't you find it a small confusion? Yesterday we had a conversation on your platform, isn't it? We did, right? Yes, we Hello, Evans. Yes, we did. Yes. You know, it's, the explanation is afterthought. Just to, I mean, do damage control. You clearly could see that um, this has happened. So let's find some reasons for Ghanaians. Because clearly, you realize that when the prize was announced, the PRO came, the PRO speaks for the institution, isn't it? And then PRO came justifying, I do not think that the PRO will speak to an issue without the knowledge of the authorities of the institution. So we tried justifying the uh, I mean the adjustment with other reasons, ie the waiver of the exemptions, the inflation, and uh, the waiver of the procurement cover and all that so they tried justifying it until we came in with this illegal aspect of it and they have retreated the honorable thing to have done is to apologize and they say look we are going to refund whoever was affected i mean we are going to refund whatever whatever money is involved and then we take it from there one after the other so that we will Invite a minister responsible for health to come and answer questions why those particular waivers have been, I mean, withdrawn and all that. Because, you see, Evans, I listened to the soundbite from the, 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 the lady who said the mother is in the same situation. The conversation, we are starting the conversation in the midway. Even first and foremost, we must be talking about access Look, you go to a whole region and no government health facility has even a dialysis machine. I mean, which country does that? And you know that the renal patients are increasing by day. And so we must go back. And talk about assets, where governments must procure, I mean, uh, health equipment for the already existing health facilities before we even come to the cost. Mm-hmm. And in the matter of the cost, We must also, as a country, try to brainstorm how will it be sustainable for people, for their units to run, and for people to also assess them without, I mean, uh, uh, high prices. So these are the issues. It's It's an afterthought. The explanation is an afterthought, and we must be keeping up any government in any jurisdiction has a responsibility to deliver quality health care to its people. Yeah, and, and, so whatever it takes. And
0: Mr. And, and Akando, you, you made the point about the way forward is refund. Um, you, of course, you are on the Health Committee in Parliament ranking member. How do you enforce this? How do you ensure this is actually something that Kolebu will do? No, Kolebu must do it. Yesterday, we said that they must stop. Yes, they have stopped. They have
9: retreated. And we are telling them that they should refund all these are patients who will visit them regularly uh, so for example if, if the patient to... in the patient has paid 765 Ghanavi, there must be an internal arrangement where the next visit the patient will not pay anything yeah. uh, so, so there can be that to... internal arrangement mm. or else we'll go there and anybody who will bring me any receipt to that effect and has gone there and they have refused to either i mean attend to him or her for free or refund
0: his money to him. I'm ready to lead that. Uh, I mean refund. Okay, Kamala uh, Mitakanda, thank you very much. This is a conversation that we will continue to have because it's bigger. And as uh, Mitakanda has noted, it's, uh, it's a very complex problem. And what we're talking about possibly is a symptom. We're going to open this up a bit more for a wider conversation about our health infrastructure, our health system itself, access questions. Uh, there's a lot in there uh, to unpack. That we'll be doing here on the Joy 99.7 FM on Joy News as well. I want to send me your thoughts? 0551111997 after business. I'll bring you a story of hope. From tragedy, you turn that into an opportunity to help others. That's a story we're telling you after george is done with business hello george hi evans and uh, coming up
6: in business commercial banks move to allow more movable assets to be used as collateral for loans and talo oil projects average liquid production to hit more than a hundred thousand barrels before the end of this year as it plans to add two new worlds before december this year the business news on news is brought to you by mtn business welcome to the new world of business kingdom books and stationery syntax St. and Pepsident charcoal and Heba Sally how my wife feels at any point in time i know where she's happy
11: hey i know why she's sad Hello. I know why she's just not in the mood.
14: What? It's all thanks to her caller tune.
5: Express yourself with your MTN caller tune and let it do the talking. Simply dial star 1355 hash and download your favorite caller tune or copy or renew your existing caller tune. Send start to 1355 or dial star 1355 hash to subscribe today. MTN.
9: Hooray! The Kingdom Books and Stationery Limited's Back to School promotion is here with us once again. From the 4th of September to the 31st of October 2023, Kingdom Books and Stationery Limited is giving a generous 10% to 15% discount on all school items like textbooks, pens, pencils, erasers, exercise books, and so much more across all our branches in Accra, Tema, Kumasi, Takoradi, Winnipeg, and Cape Coast. Parents, teachers and students, please hurry while stock lasts. For more information, call us on 0302 764 101 or 0302 764 209 or email info at kingdomgh.com. You can also visit our website www.kingdomgh.com. Kingdom Books, where quality and affordability are both assured. Terms and conditions apply.
11: Syntex has it all. Syntax Tank was first to introduce double layer tank, and now you can have as many layers as you want. Syntex tank was first to introduce white inner layer tanks in Ghana and now introduces the customer specs order which will let you order any color and size you want. Syntex Tanks gives you the biggest warranty of 7 years which no other tank gives you. So whatever your water consumption, size of project or demand, choose Syntex tank. Syntex tank, stress-free, Syntex tank, reliable, Syntex tank, maximum guarantee. Call 244 Kumasi 505 Or visit SYNTEXGH.com SYNTEX Tank hey, strong? Are hey, tough?
14: Ghana, are you ready? Mark your calendar as the Maker's House Chapel International presents The Experience Conference 2023. From the 1st to the 8th of October, it's the gathering of the spiritual luminaries of the land. Get ready to experience. Archbishop Nicholas Duncan Williams, Rev. Dr. Mensah Odebill, Archbishop Charles Ajina Sari, Rev. Dr. Ampia Kofi, Rev. Dr. Steve Mensah, Rev. Dr. Ebenezer Markway, Bishop Frank Ofosuapia, and your host, Dr. Michael Boudin Yamite. Come and experience Jesus. Miracle Worker. Venue is the destiny arena of the Makers House Chapel International, Atomic, adjacent School of Nuclear and Allied Sciences. Time is 6.30 to 9.30 p.m. on weekdays, 8 a.m. to 11 a.m. on Saturday, and 8 a.m. to 10.30 a.m. on Sundays. It's going to be a life-changing encounter. The Experience Conference 2023. I can't wait. I'm afraid! Yeah! (laughs) Hey, (laughs) <tune> yeah yeah, pepsinent and pepsinent charcoal.
7: I've been You're to natural. FDI
6: Hey, welcome back to Business on Newsnight. Now, commercial banks say measures are being instituted to allow more movable assets to be used as collateral for loans. It follows concerns that banks are cutting down lending because of high default rate as well as difficulty in recovering loans backed by immovable assets. John Ewa is chief executive of the Ghana Association of Banks. Working with the DVLA, we are even coming out with a product on
12: vehicles or other movable property like vehicles to, um, to secure facilities mm. um, in the way that uh, the lender is protected and the borrower is also uh, um, giving some leeway and, and is able to use these kind of movable assets to support their mm. um, borrowing needs. Mm. It's important that we move to a level where even our digital footprints properly becomes mm-hmm. collateralized, mm-hmm. and we can borrow against um, um, measures such mm-hmm. as that. But do we impact positively on recovery as well, NPLs. Yeah, I mean, we, we should all, you know, work together. NPLs, you know, bringing it down, mm-hmm. is when people know that there are proper consequences for default, mm-hmm. um, um, you have the judicial system working with us, the last mm-hmm. commission working with us, NIE, you know, you know with it, um, um, the Ghana, Ghana Card, mm. all working together to make sure that mm. the the lending culture is is, is, is improved mm. in a manner that does not uh, it m- makes it easier for financial institutions or banks to recover, you know, when there
6: is distress mm. in the assets that they have they, they have given. Basically, mm. that's that's but, but also, what about when it comes to lending? Because when I know that it can easily recover these things, would that make it easier for lending? Of as course, well? the
12: more the more you are able to recover from loans you have given, it gives you a lot more. To give and also more confidence to give more, so um, it's in our, in our interest as borrowers that when we borrow, we take money from the financial system, we have
6: a, a proper plan of repayment. Mm. And- John Wise, Chief Executive of the Ghana Association of Banks, Second Deputy Governor, of the Bank of Ghana. Madam Elsie Odawaji is charging banks to strictly enforce the sustainable banking principles especially in the area of social inclusion. The second deputy governor was responding to a social media post of a young lady believed to have been born with autism that she has been able to open her fair savings account. There is
15: more in this report. The second deputy governor's post on social media was after the young lady put up this post on Facebook after securing a job with Kempinski Hotel. The lady in the post praised Echobank and the hotel for their pleasant service and inclusivity after securing the job as well as the opportunity to open her first savings account. The second deputy governor also noted that the opportunities for the young lady goes beyond the opening of a savings account. Madame Awaji added that being part of the financial sector may help efforts by managers of the economy to maximize the country's full potential aimed at building a resilient economy. The second deputy governor was quick to remind banks and other financial institutions that one of the seven sustainable banking principles Launched by the Bank of Ghana in November 2019 requires that banks promote financial inclusion to all as well as gender equity in all their products and services to the public.
6: And that is a Business deck report. Now, Talu Oil is projecting that average daily production of crude could hit more than 100,000 barrels a day before the end of this year. This was captured in an operational production update released by Talu Oil. Talu Oil revealed that two wells should come on board to aid its new target. But why should we care about this target? Well, it could impact on job creation as well as the expected taxes that this company should be paying to these states, uh, Ethiopian Airlines has indicated that its preparedness to partner the government of Ghana to develop the country's aviation sector. Chief Commercial Officer for the airline, Lemma Yanchagindata, says that they are looking to deal with this with respect to the regional airports in Ghana. He was engaging journalists as part of his working visit to Ghana.
8: And uh, public deserves more frequency. Uh, Yes, currently we are serving 11 flights and we are going to increase that to 14. Whenever the Ghanaian government is ready and uh, if they believe that Ethiopian Airlines can make a difference, we will be more than happy to assist. Because it's not about business or commercial venture. It is all about making Africa self-sufficient in air transport.
6: Lema Yencha Ginta is the chief commercial officer for Ethiopian Airlines, speaking there, doing a working visit to Ghana and Evans. What could be the impact of the current economic crisis on the banking sector in Ghana? Now, that is what we'll be finding now when it comes to lending, borrowing, and savings. And what about the future of banking going forward? Now, these are some of the issues that will be discussed, and when we engage now, Dr. Hassan and Danny on PM Express Business Edition tonight. I also find out from you how the economy is shaping up. Is it really showing signs of stability, or is on that path? That is what we'll be finding out even tonight on PM Express Business. Edition as a look at the current state of the economy and impact on banking going forward with the former Association of Banks President and former Chief Executive of stambic
0: Bank mm-hmm. Interesting conversation ahead and George will make a date with you at 9 also across our many social media platforms Ms. Bao is here with sports We are Evans,
7: well, um, it's all about the upcoming GFA elections. Now, Kwasiapia is contesting for a seat on the Executive Council. Now, questions have been raised about that uh, candidacy now because Kwasiapia has been appointed as head coach of the Sudan national team. And the questions being raised is about his loyalty, whether Kwasiapia will be loyal to the Ghana Football Association while serving as Executive Council member, if elected, at the same time working as head coach of the sudanese national team now here is bismarck ayala who agrees with the assertion that Kosia Pia will have a tough task winning a slot on the executive council another company's arts if you have voted as an ex member of the FA, you
9: are just a board member of the ghana football association and every board member is supposed to hold a fiduciary duty to the institution Ghana Football Association. Mm. Now, how do you, as a board member, exercise your independent, unbiased, fair responsibility to Ghana Football Association as the head coach of the Sudanese national team? That is a very, very legitimate question that every delegate will be
7: asking him or herself. But meanwhile, Kumasiya Santikotoko Communication team member, Nana Dakwa, maintains that Kwasi Apia will have no problem when it comes to his loyalty to the Ghana Football Association. Now, Apia is running on the ticket of Kumasiya Kotoko and will be expected to work both for the Sudanese FA as head coach and for the Ghana Football Association and Executive Council member. Here is Nana Kwame Dakwa insisting that Kwasi Apia has what it takes to win the seat on the Executive Council.
2: If it comes to loyalty, we know where Kwasi's loyalty will definitely be. I mean, it is something that we know to answer here. But, of course, you and I know if it comes to that, we know where Kwasi will definitely place his loyalty to. But I think that uh, we'll be going to the delegates and speak to them. people. But I think that Kwasi has the chance of uh, winning the seat simply because with what he has, I mean, with the technical know-how, with the, if you look at the executive committee or the council of the football association, he needs somebody the caliber of Kwasi to, you know, represent them in terms of technical issues. When most of the national teams travels and comes back, the technical report, that they write. Mm. You normally, we don't have a technical person in the Executive Council that can also, you know, scrutinize their report technically. Mm. And I think that with Quesi's background as a technical person, yes, of course, he, he stand the chance of winning.
7: So, Evans, that's the conflict of interest. Question being put out there on Kosiapia, head coach of Sudanese FA, yet want to serve on the highest decision-making body of the Ghana Football Association. Mm-hmm. Will he win in the upcoming elections, which was slated for October fifth, but has now is now in limbo because an application hearing on the election has now been postponed to October fourth. So uh, Kosiapia candidacy is now a matter of a question. Some are asking that he just withdraws, but he wants to proceed and contest
0: so that's it for sports events and we'll follow this closely and bring you more updates interesting times ahead indeed thank you very much Ms. Bao. so listen to news 90 so enjoy 99.7 fm now when a lack of a hospital bed resulted in a delayed surgery for rachel and peter's son causing permanent disability they channeled their pain into helping other parents and children their son who's unable to walk now is also part of the initiative Here's their story by Anodami in the latest episode of our Stories of Hope series. I
15: always go to
5: church. I pray that one day I will walk. Nine year old Cornelius Kwabina Adon, who loves to sing and play the keyboard, was born with a deformity. Diagnosed with spina bifida from birth, his parents got a shock. When they were told their son may not be able to walk if a repair surgery was not done on him in the first 14 days of his life. They were telling us the surgery, sometimes after doing it, it's either sometimes you will lose the lower limbs and other things. It wasn't easy for, for both of us in the family but we tried our best to trust and pray. Rahel Adam, mother of Cornelius and a nurse, read all about this illness and so she quickly gathered the 3,000 CDs needed for the surgery before the ultimatum given by the doctors expired. But getting a bed at the Colibu Teaching Hospital for the surgery became the bane. After waiting for a month, He had a blood infection which had to be treated first. When that was done and the repair surgery was about to be conducted, it was too late, and Cornelius was left with no luxury of walking. At the end of the day, he survived. So, after the surgery, we have been communicating to him. Before he will even be born, Their father named him Cornelius. So, I even speak to Cornelius, you are going to be great. So, no matter whatever you are going through, you will survive. After experiencing the dire circumstances under which parents with such situations face, Rahel and her husband founded the Challenged Children Foundation to aid children and parents alike. We have the cerebral palsy the autism then disability to those who cannot work but the autism and cerebral palsy are more so how are you taking care of all of them we manage and the family have to cut down our expensive and come down to help them and my husband was so understandable when i told him that uh, why don't you set a foundation to help so that when we legalize it, people will come on board usually it is thought the fathers aren't that supportive when such incidences happen but peter germina adam father of Cornelius
11: is different. It's only the women who bring their children to visit you. I'm telling the men that they don't have to abandon their children. It is not their fault.
5: Cornelius, who desires to visit the great Wall of China, says, though his back always aches, he's grateful to his friends and family who always make him happy.
15: I did not know why I ignored, so I decided to encourage myself by playing the keyboard and I also decided to encourage others that if I can make it, all of the disability people can do make it. We give you glory Lord, as we are now you.
5: Hannah you are Adami for Joy
15: News. You are wonderful. You are wonderful.
0: You are wonderful. You want to find the full story on our social media pages. It's also on myjoyonline.com Also catch it on Joy Prime at seven pm on the Joy News channel as well. And just before we end, I want to share with you a few of the. Uh, Messages you shared with us on our WhatsApp pages. This is from uh, the, to TI in Tamale says, just so disturbed about the news concerning the situation of kidney patients uh, and their access to dialysis. Whatever cost there is for the increase, you cannot confront the patients with it just for one day to another, uh, he says. And uh, this one also. Uh, sharing uh, his thoughts on the subject of the kidney issues and the dialysis. Henry Nkassua, uh, he says, So now an individual can impose an unapproved inappropriate levy on the whole country to pay. Uh, please, the discussion must go deeper to unravel and review the number of times we've been slapped with such unauthorised payment, uh, he says from kolobu Teaching Hospital. You can trust, you can bet, we'll do exactly just that. You're live here on Newsnight on Joy 99.7 FM. And shortly, you can join Lexus Bill on personality profile. Lucy Panini is a retired broadcaster and first female DJ in Ghana. She's up next here on Joy 99.7 FM. Stay.